Good morning. Can I tell you what a blessing it is to be here with you this morning? It has been a challenging week, if we're honest, heartbreaking. But Jesus said to his disciples, and that's who we are, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said he was our good shepherd, and his sheep know his voice. So dear church, little flock, realize today that you are loved by the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he will travel with us through this valley of challenge that we face right now as a church. He has not abandoned us, and he will go with us. And I believe with all my heart that the best and brightest days of Dolphin Way are not behind her, but the best and brightest days of Dolphin Way are before her because we serve a risen Savior, and he is with us. So let's dig in. Life moves pretty fast, and if you don't stop and look around, you just might miss it. One day you're playing on the playground, the next you're graduating high school, and before you know it, you've got grandkids and great-grandkids, and people are asking you, Mr. Tim, do you highlight your gray hair? No, I do not. Although working for Miss Jan and raised the roof in the summer normally bronzes my skin and makes my hair look a little grayer, I do not highlight my hair. That was a 60-year-old lady who asked me that walking to church one day. So what do we do with this life we've been blessed with? Well, this is my Bible, Holman edition. The Bible, the word of God for the people of God is clear that life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. How much more so does that play in with the week that we've had? But you see, I believe with all my heart that life is a gift. Life is a gift from God. And each and every day that God gives us is a brand new day. It's a brand new gift with which to live the life that he created us to live. Each and every day is an opportunity to love God with our all. Each and every day an opportunity to love the people that God has placed around you. Each and every day is an opportunity to forgive. Each and every day an opportunity to seek forgiveness. Each and every day in your home, in your workplace, on your campus, in your community is an opportunity to bring the love and the joy and the peace of God to the people that God has sovereignly placed around you. And the truth is, you and I can't do anything about yesterday. And unless we're Michael J. Fox and have a DeLorean that can zoom into the future, we can't do anything about tomorrow. But we can do something about today. The gift of today. I want to share with you very briefly a, a, a passage of scripture that I read and reflect on almost every single morning. It was words of Jesus to his disciples just before he was arrested. Jesus says this in John 15, 8. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. Let me say that again. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. We bear fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. We bear fruit when we follow God's plan and purpose for our lives. When we listen to and obey the leadership of his Holy Spirit and his word. Let's be clear. 
the God's plan and purpose for your life, it's found right here in the Bible. It's found right there. It, it, it guides us around the right paths in life and marriage and family and calling. And it offers forgiveness and grace when we take detours. Has anyone here ever taken a detour? Amen. Now to our focal passage. John 21. I'm going to read just a few of them. This is after the resurrection. I don't know how the disciples got from Jerusalem to the sea. It's about 60 miles. We don't know what they were doing, but they went fishing. That's what they were doing before they followed Christ. Peter says, I'm going to fish. And the disciples say, we'll go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood by on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He called to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. And he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because such a large number of fish. When the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And as soon as Simon heard him say that, he wrapped his outer garments around him and he jumped into the sea. Let me just break a couple of these things down for you this morning. Number one, when we cast our nets, when we spend our time and energy and resources in the direction that Jesus gives, you and I can and should expect God-sized fruits and blessings in our lives. When we spend our time and energy and resources in the areas that God tells us to, we should expect God-sized things to happen. Jesus said that he was the vine and we were the branches. And if we remained in him and he remained in us, we would bear much fruit. When the disciples, when disciples like you and I, when we obey the word of God and the leadership of his Holy Spirit in our lives, God-sized things happen in our hearts in our marriages, in our families, in our churches, in our neighborhoods. However, however, and I know I speak this morning to a group of well-educated, hard-working individuals. However, no matter how hard we work, our lives will be empty of God-sized fruit and blessings when we as Christ followers go our own way. No matter how hard we work, our lives will be empty of the blessings of God when we go our own way apart from the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Our focus should not be to ask God to come where we are and bless us. Our focus should be to go where God is and thus be blessed by God. I have lots of friends who wonder, how did a Baptist church planter wind up in a United Methodist church? And I say, because we went where God invited us to be. And the last time I checked, I think there were some fruit in the nets that God has called me to while we're here. Can I ask you a very personal question this morning? One to pray about and to ponder between you and the Almighty. Where are you dropping your nets? Where are you spending your time and your energy and your resources? Are you following the direction of the Word of God and the leadership of His Holy Spirit? Or are you going your own way? The disciples went their own way, and they caught nothing. But when they followed Jesus' direction, their nets were full. Friends, hear this with urgency. Life is far too short and moves way too fast for you to do your own thing, especially if you're a Christ follower. 
So where do we as Christ followers drop our nets? Where do we spend our time and our energy and our resources so that we can bear so much fruit that it reveals to the whole world that we are who we say we are, followers of Jesus Christ? One is prayer. The Bible says early in the morning while it was yet dark, Jesus arose and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Our Heavenly Father listens to and responds to the prayers of of his people. The prayer, your prayer today can change a life, can change an eternity. The prayer of a man or a woman who is right with God is powerful and effective. So says James, the brother of Christ. Prayer. We should drop our nets in prayer each and every day. Um, the, the Labor Bureau, um, the Labor Bureau reported Last month, the Labor Bureau, United States Department of Labor, reported that the average American spends less than eight hour, eight minutes a day in prayer, but more than 11 hours a day in front of a screen. The average adult American spends less than eight minutes a day in prayer, but more than 11 hours a day in the front of a screen. Is there any wonder our churches are dying, our children are leaving the church, and our, our marriages are crumbling when we don't invest in prayer? We should drop our nets in the Word. Jesus said that those who hear his words and put them into action are like men and women who build their lives upon a rock. The storms will come to your life. The storms will come to your marriage. The storms will come to our churches and our children. But when we build our lives upon the rock, the word of Jesus Christ, we will stand through the storm with faith and hope and love and perseverance. We will stand. We should invest ourselves in the word of God. We should invest ourselves in our marriages. Sadly, divorce in marriage is as rampant as divorce in the world. Can I be clear? Humble, healthy marriages are the primary building block of God in the local church. Humble, mutually humble, healthy marriages are the building block of the local, local church. Couples, the Bible says that we should cling to one another. Do everything you can to cling to your spouse, to love them, to encourage them, to hum with humility serve them. Put them ahead of everything else. Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. So willingly he died for her. We should invest ourselves in our marriages, our children. Jeff Wilson said this to me the first time we met. He said, our children are our primary mission field. It is so true. Our children are our primary mission field. I tell people all the time, we have great kids because we have great parents who've made their children their primary mission field. Can I be honest with you as a father of five who've made many mistakes along the way? Academics, sports, music, arts, those are important. They are very important. However, a deeply committed relationship with Jesus Christ is even more so. When our children stand before the throne of God, he will not ask them if they got A's in AP classes. He will not ask them how they did on their college entrance exam. He will ask them simply, what did you do with my son? Parents, make your children's faith your first priority and then make time for those other things you know you want to be priorities as well. We drop our nets in our church. Church is not a building, a time, or a place. Church is people madly, deeply, radically in love with God and one another. In the book of Acts chapter 2, it says they were devoted to their pastors. They were devoted to one another. 
They were devoted to remembering Christ and his resurrection. They were devoted to prayer. And the result in Acts 2.43, it says the church was filled with awe. A-W-E. Awe that God did miraculous things in and through the local church when we are devoted to the local church. How How heartbreakingly beautiful it has been this week to see our love for Robbins. And finally, we should drop our nets in our calling. Whether we're college professors or we're teachers or we're custodians or we're doctors or we're business people, can I be very clear with you? Your career is your calling to share your faith. We cannot escape the truth of Scripture that Jesus commands us to go in the world and make disciples. In your heart, make disciples. In your home, make disciples. In your workplace, make disciples. Disciples pray. Disciples study the word. Disciples are part of a local church. Disciples work together as a team. Disciples share their faith. Our careers are our calling. My wife left a six-figure income in the seventh poorest county in the nation to go to medical school and to be a doctor. Why? Because we believe with all our hearts that God called her to be a doctor who ministers with the grace and mercy and peace of Jesus Christ. Why am I in Mobile? Because my wife was called by God to be a doctor. We are so blessed. Our career is our calling. Jesus said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. Wherever you live, that's your mission field. Wherever you work, that's your mission field. Wherever you go to school, that is your mission field. The United States is now the third largest mission field in the world. So, in closing, whether you are a graduating senior or senior citizen or somewhere in between, may you drop your nets. May you spend your time and energy and resources on what matters most to Jesus. And in doing so, you will bear so much fruit, the whole world will know that you are indeed a follower of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, that it is clear, it is active, and may it convict us and challenge us and compel us to be filled with compassion, to love the people you placed around us, our spouse, our children, our our church, our community, even even the people who sometimes get on our nerves. God, fill our hearts with compassion so that we may be salt and light. In your name we pray. Amen. We are grateful that you have joined us on this Senior Sunday. And we acknowledge a God who 